how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. This episode is brought to you by IronJohnGear.com. In between your creative pursuits, make sure to check out Iron John Gear for top apparel, footwear, fitness items, outdoor supplies, sports gear, and much more. Visit the website for top deals on things like lanterns, backpacks, tents, snow clothing, bomber hats, sunglasses, fishing gear, and more. Visit ironjohngear.com today and save money on your next adventure. In addition to Iron John Gear, make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. Netflix's action comedy, True Memoirs of an International Assassin, stars Kevin James from TV's King of Queens. James plays novelist Sam Larson. When Larson's latest book is published as nonfiction rather than fiction, he is mistaken for a real-life assassin and has to take on the role of his own character to survive. Screenwriter Jeff Morris discusses writing characters into a corner, collaborating with a single goal in mind, and how to balance action and comedy. Don't forget to also check out the print interview, which has comments from director Jeff Wadlow, on our website, creativeprinciples.live. So I, I went to uh, Arizona State, and when I was at Arizona State, I was uh, I was writing for the uh, for the entertainment magazine there, and I was interviewing, you know, actors and directors and a lot of big rock bands. Uh, and I just I started to fall in love with writing, and I wanted to do something a little more creative. And uh, you know, at the time, I heard that people actually write movies, and I <laughs> uh, started to look into how that was how that happened. And I uh, I slowly uh, started picking up the craft. Mm -hmm. um, where did this idea come from? True memoirs of international assassin. Yeah, so uh, I got this idea because of James Fry. And what happened with a million little pieces? Okay. My uh, my wife had read the book, and she was a huge fan of it. And then uh, when it turned out that it wasn't real, uh, uh, I I thought it was a really great jumping off place for a uh, for a movie. Was that the scandal on Oprah? Is that what it was? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah and at the same time, there was a, there were a couple of other books. Uh, had come out a couple of other memoirs had come out um, around the same time that had been proven to not be uh, real as well. Mm -hmm. 
Was it always was the idea always about an assassin? Like was it, was it always an action comedy? It was yeah, it was always an action comedy, always always an assassin. Mm-hmm. Did you write the part for Kevin James? I wrote it for an everyman. You know, uh I I've uh been in the business long enough to you know, sort of um try to make it sort of a type where, you know, a lot of different actors could potentially play the role. Um, and then, you know, and then when Kevin came on board, it was obviously very thrilling because he's definitely an everyman. And, and you know, and the, the thing, too, about the role as was written was always, you know, you wanted it to be a regular guy where mm-hmm. you were like, is he an assassin? Is he not an assassin? And, and Kevin can pull that off pretty well. Um, did any rewrites come when he signed on? I know he has a certain like physical comedy to his work. Was there any revisions made after he signed on? Not by not by me. Uh, after uh, after Kevin came on, Jeff Wadlow, you know, worked with uh, worked with Kevin to sort of take it in a direction. I think to shape it to you know really suit Kevin's personality and to fit uh, what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The story is pretty complex. I mean, you've got you know three different Venezuelan army type situations. How much research was involved writing the story? That would be zero. <laughs> yeah, just... no, it was just yeah, it was just something that you know I pulled out of my imagination. The thing that I wanted to do was uh, I just wanted to put him into you know paint him paint him into a corner as best I could, and then let him just figure his way out. Uh, you know, I just wanted it to be the um, the ultimate, uh, what would happen if this, you know, occurred and how bad could things really get. And so I thought it would just be really funny if he just keeps getting caught between, you know, bad guys who have rivalries and in a world in which, you know, there's, there's no way out. There's a couple of threads throughout the movie. Where did the ideas come from for his, um, not flashbacks, but his imagination scenes. And then also the, um, like Spanish language pop songs throughout the movie. Are those all written in the script? Well, the yeah, the flashback, you know, uh, was, was something that you know was was in the original, the very original script, from the very first draft. Which, um, you know, and I thought it was just something all writers can relate to. It's this idea that you know we write a, we write our first draft, you know, is never very good, and so I thought that was the right way to approach the sort of the funny kind of opening in which he's trying to figure out the best way to tell this story. And, and it's just kind of this funny little device in which we, you know, we go back and see him try it different ways. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then in terms of the music, that was just a choice that, you know, that, that Jeff, the director made, which I thought was pretty cool. And, you know, um, you know, and perhaps with the music supervisor, I think, you know, those are, those are great. I thought it was really moody and fun and uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what were some of the cinematic influences involved in writing the film, either action or comedy based? Yeah, well, for you know, for this movie, I was really inspired by you know, *Romancing the Stone*, which, which was you know, it was like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and you know, I wanted to do like I wanted Kevin to basically be, you know, Kathleen Turner in you know, in the jungle, um, and fill it in with a fun world. Uh, and, you know, I, that movie was, you know, a huge inspiration. And, you know, and I also grew up on movies like Three Amigos, you know, and which is, you know, it has a little bit of the mistaken identity, you know, get into a crazy situation type of movie as well. 
And, you know, with those sort of inspirations, it just felt right to, you know, sort of craft it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, where would the influence come from for, um, let's see, Rob Riggles and Leonard Houses' characters? They're really funny, the cop dynamic there. Yeah, yeah. So the CIA, it's sort of just my cynical look in terms of geopolitics. Right. Uh, you know, I, I wanted those guys to basically be operating sort of, you know, in, in these sort of banana republics. But it's kind of a funny little statement in which America, you know, can sort of uh, uh, exact sort of their uh, influence in these countries in sort of very different ways. And I thought it would just be fun and that it's almost like they're playing, you know, fantasy football, but it's with real lives, you know. Um, There's a lot of comedians involved in this film. Do you know how much improv made its way like to set or to the final cut? Yeah, I can't, I, you know, honestly, I can't speak to that, uh, you know, because I wasn't, I wasn't on set, so I don't know how much riffing they were doing and comparing to the, you know, to the final draft, but I, but I imagine, you know, I, I think, I think most, writers are would be really uh smart to allow really funny comedians to do their thing and and try to improve anything they can because you know those guys are really funny and really talented you know it's a really great cast and we're very lucky to have them what was what was your time frame like writing this film so that's crazy so i actually came up with this idea about nine years ago uh so i i came up with the idea uh, I wrote it on spec. I then uh, uh, I, I had a manager at the time who thought it, you know, thought it was just okay. I ended up parting ways with him. We ended up, I ended up finding another manager, and, and you know, she ended up taking it out and selling it a week later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so then, after it was sold, it was at. It was at a company called the Film Department, and unfortunately, you know, they were super excited to make it. They had hired a director. It looked like everything was, you know, going <laughs> going great and it was going to get made. And then, uh, unfortunately, they went bankrupt. And so, mm-hmm. the, so the movie the movie was it looked like it was dead. It was stalled, uh, and you know, it took it took a long time. But I was able to eventually uh, wrestle the project out of uh, bankruptcy and and get the rights back. Uh, and then I found new producers who ended up, um, you know, going and finding uh, uh, Kevin James and getting the movie made. How did um, like Netflix get involved? And they're making a lot of movies recently. How did how did, how was that experience for you from your perspective? Yeah, well, I, you know, so basically, what happened was after they got Kevin James on board, the producers took the package to the Cannes Film Festival, and uh, they sold you know, the rights to Netflix who then went off and made it, you know, a few months later. Um, And from, from all accounts, from what everybody, you know, that I heard from was that Netflix was very great in terms of uh, allowing the creative process to happen. And they were very supportive to all the filmmakers. Um, And I'm, you know, I just couldn't be more thankful that they got a movie, my movie, you know, this movie made after trying for so long. Other than getting the movie made, what were some of the other, as far as like writing goes, what were some of your, you know, difficulties? Did you get stuck in certain parts? What was kind of a big triumph for you in the film? Let's see. I'm trying to think like what's the best way to describe this. Um, I think, I think the the real triumph for me was was getting it all to 
kind of work out because what I what I realized was it's really fun to paint people into a corner mm-hmm. and then but then you have to also figure out okay once you're painted into a corner how are you going to get out without getting all the paint all over you and right. so for me that that moment was you have a guy who's basically been hired to kill the you know the prime minister or president of a country and what's he going to do to get out of it and um you know and and ultimately getting you know in a pre in the original draft the uh you know the president actually has a heart attack and dies and in the movie um you know spoiler alert uh you know he ends up killing himself but the but that moment in which ultimately the the you know the the idea that when when our hero walks out of the room people genuinely thought he just killed the the president of the country which right. then makes him which then makes him look even more like the assassin that some people thought he was or becomes the assassin that no one thought he was um and so for me that was a really that was a big moment in that script and sort of like figuring out the solution of that and then you know um uh, yeah, making that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot to it with all those different, you know, kind of enemies of one another. It's almost like a chess game he's in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so that was that was that was really rewarding, and you know, finding finding that that solution uh, was was something I was. I remember when I went, you know, where I was when I came up with it. I was, I was actually trying to talk out the scene with a friend of mine, and I was walking in circles, and I was, and then all of a sudden I was like, I gotta go. I I figured it out, and I hung up on him, <laughs> and I went and you know I went and wrote it, and you know, and there it was. What are some of your other like writing rituals? Is there any, do you have a certain time of day that you write, or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, most mornings, you know, I help, uh, I help get the kids ready for school and then I, I'll go surf for a couple of hours and then I'll come back, you know, around 10, 11 and I'll just write the rest of the afternoon until it's time to take my son to hockey or my daughter to soccer. And then I call it a day. The thing that I've, the thing that I've realized about process is that I set daily goals for myself mm-hmm. and and I give my I give myself permission to to quit like when I'm when I've after I've achieved the goal I don't I don't believe in being a slave to hours and you know to the keyboard um you know I just I feel like you know if, if I have a five, if I need five pages I once I've written five pages if they're good great if they suck that's okay too uh but once I've got the five pages I'm done and then you know the following day I'll start cleaning it up and making it better and going and starting with the new goal. Mm-hmm. You've been working on, I kind of working on this film for like nine years. You said, what is you something you wish you had known in the beginning or some advice you'd like to pass on to upcoming writers? I mean, I think just, I think, you know, if you really believe in a, in a script, I mean, this was, this was, this was my baby. You know, this, this was the first spec script that I had ever sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's gotten me a lot of jobs to this point in my career. Um, I really believed it should be a movie and that it could be a movie and, and was a really fun take in, in an action comedy world. And I wasn't, I wasn't ready to let it go, which is why, you know, even though like the original company who bought it went out of business and I had producers fall off the project and I got new producers and I was able to get it out of, you know, bankruptcy and, and, you know, and eventually find it, you know, to its home. And, and it was all because I truly believe that this could be something fun and, and good. And, and so I didn't want to let that go. And so I guess, you know, I would say that if you believe in a project, then just keep fighting for it. Well, thank you for your time today. Is there anything else you'd like to share we haven't touched on about the film? Uh, 
Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I mean, you know, that's the evolution of, you know, how it became a movie and, you know, my process. I think that sounds great. Okay. Are there any future projects you're working on? Yeah, I'm currently, um, I just finished a project for Will Ferrell at Sony that I'm, that I'm writing with Steve Pink. Right. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, and we had just sold a project not too long before that to MGM, uh, he and I, uh, and then, uh, I'm writing another project that hasn't been announced at Sony as well with Steve. And, uh, yeah, just staying, yes, trying to stay as busy as possible. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter. We also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset. Step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook, How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.